Welcome to another episode of 10 Beers in 10 Minutes. You've got Catherine and Michael once again uh, recording from our worldwide headquarters here in Raleigh. Uh, We're going to run you through 10 beers in 10 minutes, give you some good details, and send you off uh, to a good weekend. My first beer this week is a light offering from Double Barley. It is their Blonde Ale. I know a lot of people are used to some of the darker beers that Double Barley brews. And for the summer this year, they came out with a couple lighter offerings. Um, Blonde was one of them. It did super well for them. And so they decided to keep brewing it. It is light, crisp, blonde ale. You get a little bit of hot profile in there and a touch of citrus. The thing I love about this is it is beer flavored beer. So when you go out, you're looking to have a couple, not get crazy with anything uh, too out of the box or too heavy. This is a great option right at 5%. um, And I'm loving it. Yeah, it's a great beer to kind of show the diversity of what they do at Double Barley. Uh, people fall in love with uh, Thrilling Vanilla Porter or Steak Cake Stout, those big and bold beers. Um, but they make a wide variety of beers. It's just a great example of what they can do. It's a really, really nice beer. Uh, my first beer is the Distill Michelada Goes. This I is, cannot wait to try this. Yeah, this is a, a kind of cool collaboration they did with our friends at D9 Brewing out of uh, Cornelius. So D9 crew flew to... Illinois to make this beer with distill. What they did, they added tomato and lime zest, dried chilies, celery salt to a German-style ghost to create this totally unique uh, 6.1% ABV Michelada Goes. So it's a draft-only limited release in the market. I think it's safe to say it is truly unique in the market and a really, really fun beer. And if you look at what those two breweries do, it's not surprising they kind of came up with this as what they wanted to make together. So I'm, I'm excited about that beer. My next beer is from D9. It is the seventh edition in their Wild Things series, La Peche Mode. This is a 7.5% sour ale that they did with peaches and cream. You get a little bit of tart, uh, lemon notes, also some fruity peach, and a couple people I've talked to that have had it said it really gets better as it warms up. So another great offering in that rotating Wild Things series that they do, um, D9's La Peche Mode. Yeah, it's a... Uh, one of the coolest things I think D9 does is all these unique series of really fun releases within a theme. Uh, and they've got even more of that coming uh, this year. I almost said next year, but it is 2019. So this year with some new series and things like that. So lots of good stuff to look for from them as well. Um, my next beer is Knee Deep Brewing. The feeling is mutual. This is a kind of a fun project we did with the brewery. I'm kind of referring to it as a crowdsourced uh, collaboration. We sent our sales team a series of survey questions they answered. What kind of beer would you like to make? Uh, what flavor would you like to see? What hops would do you, you should have fruit in it? Things like that. And Knee Deep took all those survey questions and formulated a beer out of it. And the end result is the feeling is mutual IPA. It's a 6.5% ABV IPA, fairly low bitterness. It's hopped with mosaic and citra hops. Uh, they also included orange peel and tangerine puree in the brewing process. So it gives you this light, crisp, dry IPA. It's really, really nice. We have a few kegs remaining of that project. It'll probably be a one-time only release. So it's a, it's a fun thing to have on the market and a really fun, unique project that we did with, uh, with the good people at Knee Deep. Love that beer. My next beer for this week, I'm kind of dipping my toe into some dark beer, is Parkway's Raven's Roost. Um, this is a 7.1% Baltic Porter. The thing I love about this is that it's much more um, lighter bodied than other porters and stouts. So when you drink it, it doesn't feel like you had a milkshake after you had a dark beer. Uh, Super roasty, you get some notes of um, coffee, chocolate, almost a little bit of molasses, 
super malty and again with that lighter body a real dry finish and a little fizzy on your palate so it finishes nice and clean uh, i'm really loving this beer from them yeah great beer great style i'm a big fan of baltic porters i i love kind of the the eye uh test or trick they play on people if you think lager is only one thing which is light and clear then you get a baltic porter it completely changes your perception of what you can do with lagers so it's a really really great example of the style uh, my next beer is Benford Brewing Irish Honey. Uh, Benford uh, defines the beer as an Irish-style blonde pale ale. To me, what that basically means is it's brewed with honey malt for color. They use oats for some mouthfeel, and it's got this mild kind of hot bitterness to it, but it's pretty pretty mild. And then they add five pounds, excuse me, not five pounds, five gallons of local honey to every batch of that beer they make. So what that does is give you a little kind of subtle honey flavor, but it's not overly sweet. It's a nice balanced beer. It's beer we carry and draft in a six-pack, so it's readily available. Just a nice offering from Bedford. And Brian had said that they now have an apiary on their farm. Are they using all honey from their apiary in that beer? So last time I talked to Brian, uh, he said that they used the majority of the honey off of their apiary. Um, so that's really cool. And if they don't have enough honey on site to make the beer, they find another local producer of honey to get it from as well. So it's a really cool thing. Really ties in the whole farm brewery concept they have going on at Bedford. My next beer for this week, I'm getting a little heavier with my dark beers, is Big Boss's Daedalus. This is a toasted coconut stout that Big Boss had done um, with inspiration from the band Goodbye Titan when their release Daedalus came out. It's a toasted coconut stout, nice and rich, uh, dark roasted malts. You get that little bit of tropical coconut in there. It's right at 6.7%, uh, touch of caramel, and... Um, you know, has all those desserty flavors without being overly sweet or syrupy. Uh, love this beer, especially heading into January. I know it's not super cold, but still gives me all those winter beer vibes. You can turn on your air conditioning in your house and turn on the fireplace <laughs> and, and uh, it'll be cold. But it's a really cool beer. Uh, it's really fun to have it in draft and bottles. I really like the label. It's kind of got this dark kind of brooding label on it that looks really cool on the four-pack bottles. So it's a, it's a, it's a cool beer. Um, moving from one musically themed or related beer to another, uh, Nickel Point Almond Brothers Lager uh, from our friends at Nickel Point here in Raleigh. Uh, it's a great kind of beer on an almond, excuse me, amber lager base. And then they add almonds. So it is an almond lager. I wasn't lying. Uh, really nice and balanced. You kind of get this nutty nuttiness uh, on the palate and you kind of get that on the aroma as well. So nice, smooth beer with a kind of subtle almond flavor. Really kind of fun name of the beer, obviously. Really, really cool draft only uh, offering from Nickel Point. My last beer from this week is a treat yourself beer. It is from Brooklyn's BQE series. It is Quintaceratops. When I first came across this beer, I wasn't super positive if I was gonna love it. You know, sometimes uh, with uh, barrel-aged beers, that liquor can kind of come up and punch you in the face and be super strong. This is a really super smooth um, rum and bourbon barrel-aged Belgian-style quad done with dark candy syrup. So color on it is uh, kind of dark brown but you get those notes from the rum some candy sugar and all that like dark fruit the raisins figs a little bit of vanilla and some toffee notes so a touch of sweetness i love this beer when we've done some of the lineups with the bqe series this has by far been one of my favorites um and for ten and a half percent doesn't drink super boozy at all uh, i'm really i'm really loving it right now 
Yeah, that whole kind of limited large format bottle series that Brooklyn has done for years is a really awesome series. This particular beer I can never pronounce uh, personally, so I'm glad that, that Catherine had it on her list and talked about it. But that whole series is cool in that the beer's unique, they're fun. Generally speaking, they sell her really, really well. Um, so it's kind of a fun thing if you're out in the market or out at a store and you happen to see uh, a previous release on a shelf, I would encourage you to grab it no matter which one it is because it's probably a cool little Easter egg of a beer um, that you're going to enjoy having in the cellar. Whenever I see them, I try to get two, uh, one to have now and one to keep uh, for a later date. So that's a great beer. My final beer is Samuel Smith Winter Welcome Kegs, uh, which are pretty cool. So if you been drinking quality beer for a while, you should know Samuel Smith Winter Welcome. It's one of those kind of iconic winter releases. Um, floral aroma, notes of kind of fruit and caramel and honey, just a really great winter beer. It's actually been coming to the United States since the early 90s, but this past uh, season, this recent season right now, 2018, we're heading to 2019, is the first time they've ever said kegs of this beer. So that's pretty exciting for me. And they've sent a few limited keg releases um, over the last several months, and we'll see some more coming in the future. Cool thing about that program is we're getting beers we've never seen from Sam Smith on draft, uh, but we don't know what it's going to be in the future. We don't know what, which ones they're going to send in the future. So this may be the only time we see Winter Welcome Draft uh, in the U.S. So it's a really cool opportunity to get a classic beer uh, on draft, which I think is pretty awesome. That's one of the exciting things about the draft program with um, Samuel Smith is you're always excited about what's going to come next, but the same time there are beers i really want to see in draft that i haven't gotten any word of yet so yeah it's really really cool um so that wraps up the 10 beers this week make sure you uh tune in next week we're going to have a third podcast uh guest joining the fun we're also going to be telling you about a new brewery partner that we're working with so we'll give you some info on their beers and why they're exciting we appreciate you listening we hope you have a great week thanks great weekend